Get ready for the greatest roast of all time. The Roast of Tom Brady. A Netflix live event happening May 5th. Hosted by Kevin Hart, the seven-time world champion gets his cleats held to the fire by famous friends and frenemies on an unforgettable night where everything is fair game. Tune in on May 5th at 5 p.m. Pacific time for The Roast of Tom Brady, live only on Netflix. Welcome to another episode of The Bounce Pass by the Sports Mecca. I'm your host, Stephen Abramo. In today's episode, I'm joined by my colleagues Adam Dice and Brennan Deathlips. This week, we have the great privilege to be speaking with former Oregon Ducks wide receiver, Dwayne Stanford. Dwayne, again, I'm really, really fortunate that you were able to you know, get back to me and we were able to set this up. So um, just to kind of start, you know, all of us... Um, you know, our Oregon fans, uh, different parts of the country, um, Brennan and Adam, uh, both of them live in the Oregon area. Um, they've been, they've been to Oregon games many times for me. Uh, I actually am an Oregon fan living in Kansas. You know, I, I've, so, uh, Kansas. yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> you know, they, Brennan and Adam give me this, they, they man, they give me the same, they, they, they give me a hard time, but, uh, I've never been to Oregon, the st- the state of Oregon, but I mean I've grown up watching them. But you know, watching you play um, in your time, you know, watching you, I I just had a a great time watching you. I mean I've had a great time watching all Oregon players, but you know, you were a great player during the run that they've had. So um, this discussion, you know, it will be an open forum. So myself, Adam and Brian, you know, we'll be asking you questions and, you know, um, we'll ask you questions about kind of really how you're, you know, how, what, what went on during your career at Oregon. Um, maybe your thoughts on the team now, um, now that you're, now that you've graduated, um, and you're in your kind of years removed from the program. Um, so we'll kind of go a little bit in depth with that, but, um, just to kind of, you know, start off, um, Dwayne, just really, you know, it's, you know, it's 2019, you played in 2016. Um, there's a lot of stuff that's been going on with the program. Um, obviously, you know, Oregon's going to be playing in the Rose Bowl this year. Um, I guess I should say next year, cause it'll be 2020. You played the last time Oregon was in the Rose Bowl. Uh, it was 2015. Give me your thoughts on just how the season's been going on from your perspective. Man, I think the season I think the season's been great. Um since sixteen, since Coach Heppers got fired, it's just gotten better each year. And so with this group of seniors, man, for them to reach the Rose Bowl, um I have nothing but tremendous pride and and uh a feeling of excellence and and enjoy I'm enjoy and I'm happy to be, you know, alumni of that program to say that I know Troy died when he came into the program all skinny and scrawny, looking like a safety. You know, Justin Herbert, when he was, you know, scared to make the right calls and uh, all those linemen uh, dripping on the D-line, not really wanting to get in, get reps, you know. So for them guys to make the full circle, you know, from uh, 
whatever our record was in 16 to um, being able to turn it around in the four years to make the Rose Bowl, man, that's a, that's a tremendous feat. And it, it goes to show the work that those guys have put in and, you know, the time and, and, and patience that they've mm-hmm. had. And just, like I said, the work that they put in and just continue to uh, continue to get better. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So you guys, when your last year that you played in 2016, the Ducks were, or four and eight. Atrocious. Uh huh. And and we and if we have time, we'll, we might get into that. But you know, four and eight, and then you know Willie Taggart was there for one year, and Oregon was seven and six, and then Crystal Ball, his first year, which was last year, nine and four, and then this year, eleven and one. Um, you know, Crystal Ball has really implemented a much different style than when you were playing at Oregon. You know. I mean, you were, yeah. with, with Halford, you guys, it was all about it was all about speed, all about getting the right matchup. Where and the offensive line wasn't. I mean, it, it was a good offensive line, but I think Crystal Ball has put a much more different blueprint on it. It's been just a more ground and pound right, physicality right. standpoint. You know, Penny Sewell, I think I think it was the was he, I think he's the first Oregon player to win the Outland Trophy. But can you kind of speak on like really the difference of styles uh, from when you were playing and now what Oregon is playing now i think the biggest difference is just the focus on in the trenches uh and that that with coach Cristobal, that started recruiting he went and got uh banana Harry, i don't know how to say his last name i'm gonna mess up but he went and got that left tackle and recruiting he went and got um the number one d lineman the number one player in the country and he went and i don't know if he got jordan scott or if um tiger got them but you know, it was even this year with the linebackers that we have coming in for next year and the year after that. You know, he's just mm-hmm. put a, a a different emphasis on the front line and that front seven, and that's where you know that's where the big games are won. You know, uh, you can go get a three star guy from Florida or Tennessee or wherever, and then make them into a great player. But you know, those guys in the trenches, they're a lot harder to to develop. So you know, if you can get those four or five stars linemen, D linemen, linebackers, it's a it's a lot better chance for your program to uh two, three years from now to be sitting where you want them to sit if you go and get those right guys. So I think Tiger just I mean not Tiger, Coach Cristobal just put a, mm-hmm. a lot more emphasis on recruiting the right guys mm-hmm. and that front seven. And like you said, it's paid off. You know, he came from Alabama, he was the old line coach, so you know our offensive linemen would take a tremendous step forward and you know, we just seeing uh, the output of the work that they put in. We just seeing it now on the field. Mm-hmm. Yeah, uh, I mean, you you mentioned you know Kayvon Thibodeau. He's uh, he's I mean he's grown into a really big force in the defensive line. And you know Justin Flo was a guy that Clemson could have had, and he was in USC's backyard. And um, I think I believe Cristobal said once the full recruiting class comes in. For next year, they would have 50 guys from the state of California uh, on the 2020 roster. And I think that just shows you, you know, Oregon and Cristobal has been able to pluck guys from the USC territory and plug right, them in. Right, but, with, they, with, with the struggles they've been having, we've been able to go in there and, you know, steal a couple guys. And that's mm-hmm. tremendous. That's, that's great for us. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so, um, I mean, I've, I've had a few questions. Um, I know Adam and Brennan, they've, they've been chomping at the bit to kind of ask you a few questions so um kind of the, the floor is, is is for you guys for brennan adam if you guys want to take it and ask him a couple questions yeah man i was wondering um looking back 
at your catches. You've had a lot of great catches at Oregon, but is there one catch in particular that you look back on and you think that that's your favorite catch or uh, it's the most memorable for you? Um, yeah, uh, well, I probably the ASU catch when we to send us into overtime. That's probably the most memorable. Yeah, but my favorite. I don't. It's either the Washington catch in uh, 2014 in the, the back of the end zone, just because I I, I hate Washington, man. I hate them <laughs> with a passion. If they players, I hate the I hate the coaches. Like I really dislike them. So that touchdown was great, and then uh, just burning the game versus USC. I was able to get a touchdown there where I kind of. Um, I almost gave up on the play, and then I seen him throw it and was just able to go catch it. But the ASU catch in 2015 is probably the most memorable one, being that, you know, it uh, sent us into overtime, high score game, all that good stuff. So that's probably the most memorable one. And I thought I was going to get my head taken off, but, you know, I was able to come down and, and, and get back up and continue to play. I was just going to say that that uh, catch, obviously, that pass came from Vernon Adams and um, – Looking back, you've had, you know, you played with several quarterbacks at Oregon. Um, and I was just kind of wondering from a wide receiver's perspective, uh, can you speak to maybe the difficulties of going from the, like the stability of Marcus Mariota to then you have Vernon Adams, Jeff Lockie, Pro Cup. Can you kind of yeah. speak to the difficulties of going from that stable position to having multiple quarterbacks sometimes multiple in one season yeah that it, it's rough for sure coming from a receiver especially with um you're dealing with backup guys and the whole kind of game plan changes from week to week on what you what you're used to running you know with marcus is uh, of course we live in paradise right you you run your curl route as soon as you come out of it the ball gonna be there or you run your out route he gonna give you room to catch and run right so that's you go from the best of the best to, you know, Heisman Trophy winner to, you know, the next year you got a, um, you got Vernon coming in. Who Vernon is, he was tremendously talented. talented. Yeah, we all love Vernon. Right. But, you know, he, he, he wasn't recruited by the big time schools, right? Mm -hmm. And so, I mean, it's a reason why, but, uh, he was able to make up with that with his escapability and, you know, just his playmaking ability. And then you, you go to, uh, you go to some of the other guys and it's just, you know, it's just harder as a receiver where you used to maybe getting four or five targets and then it, it dwindles down to just two. You know what I mean? And so it's like you really gotta <laughs> you really gotta make sure you run it every right to every route to the best of your capability and making most with each opportunity that you get. Yeah. Um was that game against Arizona State I was um uh, you know, I was watching that game and uh, just replays of it. And, you know, for me, um, you know, I live in Kansas, so it's a two hour difference. So when Oregon uh, plays at seven thirty, sorry, when, when, yeah, when they, when they play at a, when they put a game at seven thirty, it's nine thirty for me. So that game was so late. Um, but you know, you made that just incredible catch to send the game into overtime. And I, that was a fourth down. And I think Vernon was just, he threw that off his back heel and, and then he made the other touchdown in overtime uh, was that Arizona yeah, State game? The first one to start overtime, I believe. Yeah, yeah so yeah. was was that was the game against Arizona State just in, in your Oregon career? Was that like the most wild game you you played? Most at um, least most memorable. 
Yeah, either that one or that or the Utah in twenty fourteen with the uh the infamous fumble, you know, that they thought was the touchdown. One of those two are for sure the most the most memorable. I think Utah's up there because um going in we thought well at least I thought, you know, these guys can't they can't stick with us, you know, we gonna blow them out. Which we end up doing, but it was kind of a dog fight and you know, those fans, they they're ruthless out there. They <laughs> I didn't expect that. They are. Uh, they came. They came with it that night, and so that's another reason why they most memorable. But as far as just on the field play, yeah, that's probably the most memorable game. That ASU game, with uh, how many points was scored and just how many plays we were out there on the field. Uh, that's that's one of my favorite games for sure. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Brennan, do you have? Um, I mean, you know, I've asked a few questions, and Adam, Brennan, do you got any questions? Because I know you've you've been definitely wanted to ask him a few. Yeah, I was just going to say, um, you played in Roseville, you know the, the nerves and all that going into it. And uh, I know the styles obviously have changed, but when you're looking at this Roseville coming up in just a few days, what do you think the keys of the season is just competitive? Like, you know, you have Russell Wilson or you don't have James Russell here, you know, for a ball. What do you think this would be going to stop the trust? I think, I think. I've always been a big proponent of if we just do what we do, pound the run game and, and we play good defense and create a turnover here and there, I, I think we'll be just fine. I mean, I, I don't think their defense is anything spectacular. Um, of course, they got a, they got that, you know, Wisconsin's going to be Wisconsin. They're going to have juniors and seniors, huge offensive linemen. They're going to have a junior senior running back that's, that's very – very good. At least his stats is going to say that he's very good. And so, you know, if we stop the run and make them throw the ball, I think we'll be good. I think we uh, we got better playmakers as far as our secondary than they do on the receiving. And, and then offensively, man, if we just if we just cut Herbie loose, you know, and let him rip the ball around how he how he's capable of, I, I think we'll be just fine. I don't think they've seen uh, the type of offense that we have. Even with us, like we mentioned earlier, with Crystal Ball changing the the schemes out out there and running the ball more, I still don't think that they've seen the offense like what we have to offer. So I think if we cut Herbie loose and, and kind of let him play, and we just do us defensively, I, I think we'll be fine. I, I don't think we uh, have much to worry about. Kind of a basic question, report, but um, all the years you played, what's your Probably number one favorite uniform you put on. But you just like I, this this thing better come with me home. I can't I can't tell this thing. Say that again. Like your favorite uniform you wore. You can oh, just, favorite uniform. Oh, the throwbacks yeah. versus Washington throwbacks. 2014 for sure. It's it's easy. Either those, either those or the pink ones that we wore that same year versus um, Arizona. Those, either one of those, are my favorites. The throwbacks, man. That's that's when we first started the big, the big numbers and the big print. And mm-hmm. then we had, uh, what do we have? We had black cleats with just the white socks. You know, it, it was classic, man. The throwbacks with the UO on the helmet mm-hmm. and the green and yellow. Man. Those, those was clean. Those was clean. Those were definitely yeah, I think those are the fan favorite. Yeah. The, yeah. Uh, those your favorite too? Oh yeah, by far. Those were the yeah. Colorado ones, twenty thirteen. The what is the color? The green and white. Oh, okay, white yeah, yeah, right, right. Green helmet, white with the green. Yeah. Those yeah. uniforms were, in my in my opinion, I think I don't know about you because you were the you were actually wearing them, but you know Brennan 
Adam and I just we we despise the ones that you guys wore against Washington State in 2015, the Lewis and Clark uniforms. Oh yeah, those gray ones. Oh God. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That was, that was. I mean, up close, it was it was different because it had like the actual Oregon Trail. But you know, I don't know. Nike might have reached with those in the story <laughs> that they were trying to give off. <laughs> um, but you know, we've 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 gone through a little bit about you know Adam talked about his the different catches you've made, um, and then kind of playing with the different types of quarterbacks uh, throughout the years, and then you know Brennan went through the uniforms, um, kind of. I, I got I, you know, I was thinking about just a couple things that maybe you can kind of touch on. Uh, uh-huh. One, you know, the 2014 season was a very special season, um, especially not just for the program, but for you in particular. Uh, you guys not only played in the national championship game that year, um, you, know, you guys beat Florida State in the Rose Bowl, and that was Marcus Mariota's Heisman season. And you know, he had a lot of Heisman moments, um, you know, the hurdle against Oregon State in the Civil War, um, right. the flip against Royce Freeman. Uh, against Michigan State, you know, during that season, um, kind of just relive some of those, maybe some of the moments you guys had, not just maybe just in the game, but, you know, during the middle of the week when you guys were practicing, just kind of tell me, just kind of give us a kind of a, just a snapshot of that entire season, really. Yeah, well, I, I think it all, or at least with me, it all started, um, not after the Michigan State game. We we all knew how good Marcus was. But after that Arizona loss, one of the receivers that came to practice, and we supposed to wear white socks and uh, gray undershirts, right? It's, it's very strictured and structured on what we supposed to wear. And one of the receivers had on, you know, I don't know, we're going to say he had on black socks, right? And so Marcus called him out in front of the whole team. You know, Marcus a guy who don't say nothing, who – um, it's very quiet, laid back, pull you to the side, come talk to you. He called one of the receivers out in front of the whole team and basically was like, yo, you know we're not supposed to wear, wear these socks. You know, what are you doing? And the guy tried to give him lip back, and Marcus shut it down right then and there. Like, no, you're supposed to wear, you're supposed to wear white socks. You got on black socks. Go back in the locker room and change, and don't come back out here with that same attitude. Come back out here you know, ready to practice and ready to get better. And just for me, just for me, that second right there and there was like, oh, yeah, I'm going to follow this guy to the end of the earth. You know, like whatever he say, I'm going to do just how he how he handled that situation, how he stepped up as a leader. And knowing that that was uncomfortable for him and, and something that he he really isn't the best at, um, that solidified it for me. And. I would block for him. I would run down on kickoff or kick return. You know, whatever it was to help the team win, whatever Marcus needed, I was down mm-hmm. for doing after I heard that from him, after he said that and, and checked that receiver. That was, like, something I still look back on and, and think about how great Marcus was, mm-hmm. was that moment right then and there. Mm-hmm. Yeah, man. I mean, Marcus was uh, – I mean, he unless – you know, unless – you know, unless Tyler Shuck comes in and just dominates, you know, week one, you know, Marcus Mariota is the GOAT at Oregon. Right, um, right. <laughs> but um, just a little bit more for that 2014 season. I know, um, I mean, it, it hurts us because we watched the game. But, you know, does that, when you guys lost 
to Ohio State in the 2015 Natty. Does, does I mean, I know some some athletes, you know, college or professional, they'll think about those tough losses they had. Um, you know, do you still reflect on you know losing that game? Uh, and Man, just, people don't let me forget. I live in Cincinnati. Oh, I live oh. in Cincinnati. People are always on me. Anytime they found out I went to Oregon or anything about Oregon, I'm rooting on for Oregon, anything like that. The first thing, oh, yeah, they can't beat Ohio State. Or, yeah, we beat them in a Rose Bowl. Then we beat them again in the National Championship. So then it's always a little back and forth for that. So, I mean, mm-hmm. just my location, people won't let me forget. But I'm, um, I watched the game. Uh, right afterwards, and then I, I put it away in the boat. I, I haven't watched it since. Uh, that, that was a very good Ohio State team, man. That almost that whole defense was in the NFL at one point. So like, it's it's hard to take um, anything away from them. They they did a tremendous job, mm-hmm. and, and and they beat us, and it it was it was rough. But uh, yeah, it's, it's being in Cincinnati. People never let me forget. Mm-hmm. Never. You know, I. You know that that game was was definitely rough. Uh, I, I I always thought you know maybe it would have it de- uh, there would have been a different result had um, Braylon Addison played that game. Um, I believe Efo wasn't did not play that game either. Braylon um, was out. Efo was out. Farrell Brown was out. Uh-huh. Um, Darren Carrington was out. Yeah. So yeah, we had it. I think Tyler Johnson was even out too. I think we had a lot of guys out there. But, I mean, some of those guys that I named were out for the whole season, right? So, it's no excuse. The only one that I truly believe hurt us was D.C. being out because instead of going four or five receivers, we was going three, four. And mm-hmm. so, you know, guys was just a little bit gassed. But, um, yeah, you can't blame it on injuries. That's right. for sure. Um, and, D- and Carrington, um, I mean, the 2015 season uh, – was probably his best season, but you know he had a lot of moments where he just could take the top off the of defense. I mean, you, you as well, um, especially in that Rose Bowl game, um, where it, it. I mean, the game just turned. I mean, you guys won fifty nine twenty, and you know it, it's tough for me because you know I live in Kansas, so it's it's tough to get a lot of the you know the Oregon. The, the Oregon perspective and, and, and or even Florida State perspective, but there was a lot of hype going into that game. You know, Florida State was um, undefeated, I believe. Adam and Brendan, you guys can you guys can attest to this. Wasn't it, it had to have been what it over twenty? Was it a twenty nine game win streak? It was a large yeah, win streak. Yeah, full seasons undefeated, I believe. Yeah. Um, yeah, they have been two years undefeated. Mm-hmm. You know, did you? You kind of derailed that program. Yeah. It's our fault. They got hey. staggered. <laughs> um, did, did you kind of sense just the hype leading up to that game? Because you guys were you, – you had the Heisman seat. You had Mario, who already ha- – he already had the Heisman in hand, and Florida State hadn't lost. Um, and plus, they were the three seed, too. Like, they, they – um, No, nah, we didn't uh, – at least I, in my circle, we didn't really feel the hype going into that one not like we did the national championship game uh we had played a couple big games beforehand that year in 2014 so playing for i'm not gonna say there was just another game you know we knew the talent they had Jalen ramsey uh the other corner they had uh, ronald darby i forget the other pj pj williams i think was his name i forget and then 
Jameis Winston and that tight end and the guys that they had on the offensive end. So we knew that they were pretty talented, but uh, I think, at least for me personally, watching them on film and watching them struggle against some of the teams that they struggled against, we knew as long as we uh, executed that it, it wouldn't be it wouldn't be not necessarily close, but we knew we would be happy as long as we executed at the end of the day. Mm-hmm. Right. Um, so, you know, transitioning to uh, after the 2014 season and then the 2015 season, which um, I, you know, I thought that, you know, had Vernon Adams not gotten injured in the, in the game against uh, uh, Eastern Washington, Eastern yeah. Washington, and then he was out a couple more games, you know, I thought had he played maybe one of the two of those games, or at least had he been healthy, um, you know, Oregon would have had, you guys would have had a great chance, the 2015 team to make um, not only a Pac-12 championship, but a playoff berth. But um, if, if, Again, it's tough to speak on, but I'll go into maybe the 2016 season a little bit. And you know, you mentioned a little bit, uh, you know, how you guys went four and eight that year, and that was your senior season. Um, it was really kind of the the it's it was really the low point of Oregon, especially recently. Um, you know, it not only ended in a four and eight season, but um, it ended in Mark Elfrich being fired. Um, Again, I know I know it's tough because um, you never want to you know experience uh, head coach being fired. But can you kind of just maybe go through and just kind of tell me some of those moments that really happened that season? Um, Man, I think um, we just tried to catch lightning in the bottle twice. Like we we got burning from uh, what was that FCS? Yeah, it was from Eastern Washington. Is. Yeah, so we got burning from that division and. On film, if you look at Vernon at Eastern Washington, his game versus Oregon State and Washington, yo, he's dropping dimes. Like, he's putting the ball over the right shoulder where only the receiver can get it, and it's falling right in their bread basket, right? He's threading the needle in between two guys and getting that ball to a receiver on the dig. Like, he, he looks like a guy who could possibly be D1. I think when we went and got Dakota, we were, uh, we were kind of – it wasn't as sure as a thing as Vernon was, right? Not not a, nothing against Dakota. It's just he wasn't the talent that uh, I think Vernon was coming out of uh, FCS school, and it, it 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 hurt the offense for sure. It hurt the offense. Um, yeah, we couldn't we couldn't move the ball. I'm thinking back to the Nebraska game when we couldn't really move the ball versus them. Uh, we were superiorly talented than them when we went in there, but we for whatever reason we couldn't move the we couldn't move the ball. Uh, could only run it, you know. We couldn't throw it. We can only throw certain pass plays, and so it it, it was just rough. Uh, we changed the quarterbacks, but. I think our leaders on offense, you you look at our leaders, we had Devin Allen, who got hurt the Nebraska game. That's the second game of the year, so he's out. And then you got Cameron Hunt, who's a leader on the O-line, but he's kind of a hothead who gets in trouble himself. So it's like, how much is guys really looking up to him? Then you got me. I'm a leader. I get hurt. Um, the uh, uh, What is that? Washington State game. And that's like the fourth or fifth game of the season. I'm out. And so now it's really all they got is Cameron Hunt. And uh, uh, Farrell Brown and Royce Freeman. Royce isn't much of a vocal leader. 
for the offense. You got Farrell, who's kind of a he's kind of a hothead, just like Cameron, who who kind of gets in trouble themselves. So it's you know you got a bunch of you got a brand new quarterback to the offense out there, a freshman quarterback, and then you got guys who uh, really just kind of went into went into a mode where it's like I'm just trying to get stats for myself, right? I'm just trying to put stuff on film and look good for the NFL or look good for the, the next level. I'm just not trying to, um, not necessarily trying to win the game. They just, you know, looking out for themselves. And I think that hurt us tremendously in, right. in 16, along with, it, along with you know, we didn't have the best defense. You know, at that point in time, we were relying on our offense. And so that, that it was just trying times for his journey. I think losing, I think losing me and Devin, really hurt it's not for production on the field but just from a leadership standpoint right, right. and just being able to uh capitalize guys and, and get them on the right path i think that was our first um the first field that fell off right um yeah i mean i think the the nebraska game and the colorado game were really those two turning points in the season where um, at least as fans, you know, we started to kind of see, you know, hey, maybe this season is not going to be as good as the two or three seasons prior. Um, right. And then it just kind of felt like a snowball in an avalanche where one right, loss right. led to w- one loss became two, two losses became three, and it was it was tough. Um, yeah, yeah. We, we really fell apart as a team, as a team in that 2016. That's why I'm so proud of – Troy Dye and Justin Herbert because right. they mm-hmm. they were the head of that. You know, Troy Dye, he was the best player on the defense. Well, uh, DeForest was the uh, yeah, DeForest was still there, but I mean, he was one of the best guys on the defense. And then you got Herbie, who's the quarterback, and they were able to, without any real leadership, turn that whole thing around and get us to the Rose Bowl this year. Man, it I'm I'm tremendously proud of those guys, mm-hmm. and I'm I'm happy to say that I was there with them and. You know, just trying to give them little nuggets of knowledge back then, they freshman year, because it's so hard to to set that foundation of how to win when you don't have anybody that shows you, right? So my class, we had Hironis Grasso, uh, Kinko Alonzo, Ifo, uh, Eric Dargan, Marcus. We had all those guys who showed us how to do it. Those guys in 2016, those freshman guys, man, they didn't – I'm. They had Tyrell Crosby. We had some guys, but they didn't have nowhere near as many guys as we had. And going through all the coaching changes that they went through, this Rose Bowl is no small feat for them. Mm-hmm. Yeah, mm-hmm. Um, and that's what—that's what I was, you know, talking, uh, you know, to Adam and Brennan. You know, this Rose Bowl definitely means a lot to those senior classes because Troy Die, um, Troy Die, uh, Lamar Winston. Those guys just right. put their guts on the line in those four and eight se- in that four and eight season in that seven and six season uh, with Taggart. Um, and then yeah, the entire took, o- took a red shirt. Yeah, didn't red shirt. They played. <laughs> yeah. the, the entire offensive line. Uh, I mean, outside of Sewell, it's all. I mean, I mean, you know, Sewell and Dallas Warmack was a transfer, but you know, most of those guys in the offensive line stuck through it um, to. to you know, from the four and eight season to multiple coaches to where they are now. So, um, other, I mean, I only have one more question. Um, I think you, you have done an amazing job 
Dwayne, of just providing a lot of information about your career at Oregon. I, I can't thank you enough. Um, oh yeah, for sure, man, for sure. Um, said I'll I'll leave this I'll leave it at the end uh, for Brennan Adam to ask any more questions. Uh, I'm just curious: was Washington the worst venue that road venue that you played in, or was there a a, a venue that that topped it? Nah, Oregon State. Oregon, Oregon State. State Stadium is horrible. <laughs> <laughs> the locker room is horrible. We got to walk on concrete down to the stadium. That's horrible. We got jog around they players as they warm up to go down to the other stand, the the other end of the field. They play that chainsaw. <laughs> I, I I hate Oregon State, man. The sidelines are horrible. It's small. It's cramped. Is Oregon State is by far the worst the worst <laughs> place to play at. Man, wow. I mean, you don't. I mean, this is this is the stuff that you don't know if if you're not actually at the, at the stadium. I mean, uh, right, man. They are locker. They're visiting. We had to share locker rooms. Like, so imagine two players like both with their shoulder pads in there, and then I'm trying to. It's like it's seventy guys in the locker room, really made for really only 40, 50 people. And you got the coaches trying to get dressed, the equipment guys walking around trying to make sure everybody's good. I, I always hated going up to Oregon State, man. Then I had to walk on the concrete down to the field. It's, it's just ridiculous. Wow. Um, so, I, I mean, Adam, Brennan, uh, you guys have any other questions you want to ask, Dwayne? Uh, I, I think I'm good. Brennan, you got anything? I got one last one. I hate to bring it up. Because like, I saw it on my timeline not too long ago. But uh, I think today's the anniversary of the 2016 Automobile. Oh, and come on, Brennan. We don't need it. We don't need this. Sure. <laughs> <laughs> I was just wondering what the emotions were like when some items went down. And, like, did you feel like the team of this just gets out of hand and goes out the direction? Or did you feel like this could be your bad? Man, I thought once once Vernon went down, I thought we would be okay because we had such a decent lead. And Lockie, Lockie has always been solid during practice, right? He's always been solid when he's got out there. I mean, granted, earlier in the year we seen him and he wasn't the best, but you know he was able to catch the snap, you know. Yeah. And so, yeah, yeah, I don't think anybody would have been able to predict uh, <laughs> that outcome of that that Alamo Bowl. Um, I don't know about anybody else, but I was calling for uh, uh, Braylon had played a lot of quarterback in high school, and I knew Braylon could still throw. Man, I wanted him to go to quarterback and, and sling it around because at least it, at least it would be exciting, and you know he he'd be able to run around, scramble, and get us a first down on his legs right. here and there. But uh, yeah, that Alamo Bowl, man, in twenty six, that was, I mean, that that was horrible. That that was that was horrible. It, it, and it kind of it kind of rolled over into the next year. Yep. It kind of rolled over into the next year, and yeah, uh, yeah, we were bad again that year as well. Uh, Braylon did throw a touchdown against Colorado in 2015, if I remember. Yeah, that like... might have been the longest pass that game. <laughs> um, well, you know, man, that I mean, hey, it's 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 fun and games reflecting on it now, but you know that game was like just has scarred a lot of Oregon fans into thinking, you know, the Alamo is just a really bad bowl game, but um, it's actually not a bad bowl. Like, I mean, if, 
most teams, I think it's the second or third highest team in the Pac-12, you know, gets in. Um, yeah, I think it's third. Yeah, it's yeah third. so if, you, if you're in the if you're in the Alamo Bowl and you're Pac-12 school, I mean, you did you had a pretty good season. Um, but you got to think what Oregon used to though. Like we used to national spotlight. We used yep. to being on the 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 game, right? We used to right. being one that everybody watched. So it's like the Alamo Bowl. What? So we went there in 2013, and it was like a consolation prize because. We wasn't in the natty. We lost to uh, Stanford. Mm-hmm. So it was kind of, it was like uh, Alamo Bowl, whatever. We'll, we'll take this Kansas State team. Was that? No, that wasn't my first. We'll take this Texas team who's been struggling all year. Like, we'll take them. And then, again, in 2015, though, it was it was like, uh, well, we we started off so bad. Uh, we'll, we'll take this Alamo Bowl. We'll go in here versus TCU. And, like, we, like, whoop up on them like we were doing. But. Uh, Destiny had other other plans for us. Yeah. Also, to this day, I believe that that 2012 team, I think it was 2012, 2013, Destiny Bond played Notre Dame in the championship. I believe still that that ability there. I think they did another game. Yeah, I I think we would have. Um... I think we would have did pretty well. I I don't know if we would have won or not, but I definitely think we would have we would have did. Well against Alabama, um, yeah, that, it's still rough thinking about that 2012 and seeing that tight end clearly out of bounds, right? And then called the yes. touchdown. It, it's like, what is happening? Or Deant <laughs> running next to Marcus instead of turning and blocking somebody. It's just, yeah, man, it's yeah. Just rough to think I about. Grabbing our heads, like, oh my gosh, that was uh, the the, the Sanford tight end was Zach Ertz, right? Was it Ertz? Yeah, I think it was. I believe so. Jeez. They didn't have enough great tight ends go through there. <laughs> oh man! Uh, because you were you were um, a redshirt freshman. Uh, no, that was my true freshman year. Yeah, I was true a true freshman, freshman that year. Okay. In 2013, I redshirted after my uh, after ACL after I took mm-hmm. my ACL. All right. Well, you've done a great job providing a lot of insight and. You know, Brian and Adam, you know, we, we talk a lot about, you know, games in the college football season. And we, we did the preview uh, for this upcoming season. Um, but, you know, you are our very first actual, not only athlete, but first, you know, college football player that actually has come on. So, um, hey, we appreciate it, man. Oh, yeah, no problem. No problem. I've, uh, I enjoyed it. It was I'm always willing to talk Oregon football. I'm always wanting to do that, man. I love my time there, and I I, I really uh, love the guys that's there now. So, yeah, it was it was my pleasure. Yeah. Um, again, I mean, Adam, Brennan, do you guys if, if you do you guys have anything? If not, we can we can wrap this up. Well, I think we're good. Just uh, just big thanks to to Dwayne for coming on. Yeah. Oh yeah, no problem. Appreciate y'all having me. Thank you. Thank yeah. you. Um, I, we will all be watching the Rose Bowl. Hopefully, uh, in various parts of the country. Um, right. Hopefully, the Ducks can get that win, and uh, which would be again, just like you mentioned, Dwayne. Which you know, just playing the Rose Bowl was a great step for the program, but winning it would be an even better step for them. So, um, right, just something for us to build on. Right, but you know, again, man, thank you so much uh, for coming on, and you know, have a good rest of your night. All right, then. No problem, man. I appreciate you uh, having me. Thank you, guys.
All right, thank you. All right, then. Well, I'll talk to y'all. Go Ducks.